Approaches. Blow the whistle, blow the whistle, blow the whistle, they can't hold a flame against you, blow the whistle, blow the whistle, blow the whistle, got the game, it ain't no issue, blowing the whistle, I had enough with you, the championship, it is gone, ain't listen to you, I can't give it to you, cause you don't know what I've been on, this is the coaches, podcast, ripping up everything, off that, hey, 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 okay, welcome in, guys to the fancy coaches podcast i'm your host today again jabron curtis with me i got a whole lot of gang members here not really not like bad gang members, but I have, a big <laughs> gang. <laughs> I have a big gang with me today of of course as always i have coach steve i have rum boys robbie in the house i have matt donnelly and then i have john uh b I don't want to mess your last name. Don't butcher it. It's fine. It's (laughs) totally fine. So um, I'll just begin. uh, So, John, how are you doing today? I'm good. I'm doing well. Uh, I had a little incident before we got on the show, but other than that, life is peachy. Uh, Everything is good. Work's going well. How's everything with you guys? It's going good. Can you tell the listeners where they can find you? Sure. So they can find my stuff. Um, Really, I kind of write all over the place. All of, thanks to Robbie, I can uh, throw up on his website. Uh, Jeff at Going for Two, I throw up on his website every once in a while. So I kind of write all over the place. But you can follow me on Twitter at FTLS underscore JBats. Uh, you can follow Brian at FTL Sunday. Um, and we do a podcast that we put out weekly, basically talking about the league. And now we're getting into um, the offseason and obviously doing our rankings for fantasy pros. So um, right now is we're doing the season long so we're doing the season long rankings on the nfl players so we're yet to break into the rookie stuff quite yet but this is a good podcast for me because it's starting to get my feet wet <laughs> of course <laughs> get you up to speed real quick yeah 100 percent. robbie tell the listeners where they can follow you at um google me rumboys spelled with a z rumboys.com uh, Ron Boy's on YouTube. I hate plugging myself. Um, <laughs> Isn't it weird? <laughs> it's so weird. It's not it's in weird. your background. It's weird. Yeah, exactly. It's not back here, you know, but it's like it's weird for me. But no, um, download the Sports Me app. That's what I care about the most. Download the Sports Me app, hop on the Sports Me app, and interact on the Sports Me app. That's what I, 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 I care about. I respect it. Facts, facts, facts. And Matt, tell the listeners where they can find you at. Well, I'm going to back this up just a little bit because if oh, you're looking ahead. You're looking for Robbie. X marks the spot. Right telling <laughs> you exactly where to go and how to get there. Right beside the big box of cash. Do you know what I'm saying? Dilly dilly, eh, Robbie? Dilly dilly. <laughs> cheers to me. Cheers to the shots of the coach's crew. Love, hey. it. Love it. Love it. Uh, you'll catch me at Burger King a little bit earlier than you'll catch uh, Batsy out there. So uh, I just came in. I know Bats likes to go there about three, four o'clock in the morning. We've had those conversations before. So how you like my mustache, uh, by the way, Matt? It, it's I, coming I shaved nicely. it just for you. Thank you. Uh, I, like I want to give you, you a nice little lip. It's a I'm nice going for it. I honestly, I was shaving and I went, wait, I'm doing a show with Matt tonight. I have to leave the mustache. It's, it's <laughs> leave it on. Yeah. Well, Matt got uh, the better mustache. He does. I'm about letting the beard go again, like shaving the beard off, going, keeping the handlebars. You can kind of see where the gray kind of stops. Even the gray respects the mustache. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Respect the stash. <laughs> hey, at least that, that makes point. one of us because my gray hair don't respect shit. I, mean, I, I, was sitting in the barber hair. I was in the barber chair the other day, and literally I just see nothing but gray hair falling out. I don't even see black hair falling out. I just see gray hair, and I'm just like, oh, Lord. 
Oh, I was like, take it down. I was like, take it down to a one and a half. So one thing that most people don't know about me is I got in a fight with Aaron, Aaron Donald as well, and he knocked my hairline all the way back. So, <laughs> so that guy got off pretty easy. Mine went all the way back. Oh, okay. uh, you can catch me over at DynastyVipers.com, uh, at Matt Donnelly FF. We are putting out rankings. we got their YouTube channel going. Uh, work with IDP guys, putting out that draft magazine, which we're going to touch a little bit on a little bit later. So, Okay, okay. Oh, well, love it. Everyone's in order now. So we're going to get to the news and I'm going to keep this quick because we want to get to these uh, deeper wide receiver that prospects that are coming up in this draft. But um, for today, the NFL announces the first phase of the offseason programs will be strictly virtual. And so far, the Lions, Buccaneers, Broncos, Seahawks tend to forego their um, voluntary workouts due to COVID um I guess the impact of COVID in their states is a smart idea. You'll probably see more teams follow that. James Conner signs with their Arizona Cardinals. Um, Chase Edmonds, we'll see how that goes with him. And then Giovanni signs with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, which is a crowded backfield. So um, real quick, guys, what do you take of these two backfields? Um, These are flex plays at best anyways. Like I'm trying to fit any of these as, as flex plays. Uh yeah, all of you zero RB truthers out there are probably super happy. So good on you. <laughs> I'm, yeah, I'm with Robbie on that one too. It's kind yeah. of like a it's a mess. And and if somebody emerges as a weekly flex option, great, but that's kind of the best scenario. I don't see anyone really breaking out and being a an absolute stud on your fantasy roster. I mean, prove me wrong. Maybe I'm wrong. Um, but I just think it's gonna be a lot of um monotony because Kyler is also another one who's gonna step in and steal a lot of red zone. Uh, threats and red zones touches. So um, watch Kyler sneak 10 scores in, and that changes the dynamic a ton. Arizona's offense quickly becomes Buffalo's offense here in Aaron underneath the third year underneath Murray. So I'll take this one step further because fat dudes need love too, right? (laughs) We we talk about keeping – the biggest thing about free agency is keeping your best players in-house. They went off. They re-signed Calvin Benjamin there in – Calvin Benjamin in Arizona. They went out and they picked up Brian Waters. They traded for Rodney Hudson for my Raiders. They kept Justin Pugh, DJ Humphreys. This line is looking pretty good. It's quickly becoming one of the better lines. Kyler Murray still can't see over top of it, but guys like James Conner now have a little bit of value because there's a good line in place and he should be able to have that, like Robbie said, that flex appeal going forward. Yeah, I mean, you're not touching the Tampa Bay Buccaneer field. I mean, backfield now. I mean, there's just too many mouths to feed there. I mean, at this point, it could be anyone's game. I think you take your lowest bet and hope one of them breaks out or whatever. Um, In terms of the Arizona backfield, definitely helps James Conner out a little bit there to have relevance. Uh, but I'd be hesitant to wait until after the draft. If the Cardinals find somebody in the second round that falls, like uh, Travis Etienne or you know John, uh, Devontae Williams, I mean, one of those guys could easily end up there if they find at that point of the draft they got to take them. So uh, just kind of hesitate a little bit. But, yeah, definitely good values if we're talking about August, if they're still the only two people back there. I love that you brought up Etienne to the Cardinals. Guys, don't be surprised if that happens on the 29th. Oh, anything's happened. Anything happened in two weeks, so we'll stay tuned. So if you have these guys in your dynasty team, uh, I guess you'll want to sell them, or if you want to make a quick penny, you can do That's so. What, I'm, I'll tell you though, this is the time of year when you can really cash in on players, you know, hype and value in dynasty. Like this is it, and this is when good GMs and active teams and active leagues can get an advantage over players. It's like you, 
take advantage of some of this hype. And it's like, yeah, of course we know. So they're going to add someone to this backfield. We don't think they're going to go in with these two guys. So if you think, if you think that there's a a guy in your league that does and wants to pay up for a chase Edmonds and give you, you know, X, Y, Z, then for sure, go for it. Like I I literally was funny. I literally was looking at uh, one of my rosters today and I have in in one of my dynasty teams, the team that I just won a championship with, I have both Connor and, Evans already on the team. Mm. Mm. That sucks. <laughs> That's hey, I, I don't know. Yeah. But here's the thing: I don't know if it sucks, or I don't know if it's like, well, I don't really need to worry because I already have flex plays. That's true. That's true. That's true. I mean, you've locked up. You've locked up a majority of those touches in that in that yeah. backfield. If like, you believe and, in that offense, yeah. And, well, I mean, just as a, just as an experienced fantasy player, I felt more alleviated already having them there than I mm-hmm. felt more like. Oh my gosh, what is going on? Like I was like, well, the damage is already done. Like, yeah. you know. Like, You're smart. You have a happen? you have a level head looking at it. That's why. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. You gotta take advantage <laughs> of people who don't. <laughs> this is why we sell on a pirate ship on the bubble network <laughs> because we're always being water, we're being fluid. Yeah, Got our yeah. sea legs ready, baby. And then you pillage them. <laughs> nice. Everyone loves a good Bruce Lee quote in there. I love that. Be like water. But also be like dingus and be cheap because that's what I do best. And if you're looking for the bang for your buck, if you're looking for bang for your buck and we talk about that that buy, that sell window for James Conner, don't sell it for 2021 picks because you're not going to get that value. 21 picks are as high as they go. Go, you know what? I'll take a 2022 second. Love that. There you're getting your value. Great. Great. Love that. That's a good move. Great move. He talks my language. No one cares about 2022 yet. Right, not, not at all. Well, you, you heard Matt, man. We'll get those twenty twenty two picks mm. for sure. Get them while they're hot. Before they get hot. Before and, they get uh, hot, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> and then for the rest of the measly, measly news, uh, Julian Elman announced that he's retiring. Josh Dobbs resigns with the Pittsburgh Steelers. Um, some defensive news for Matt: We got Jadavian County signing a one year deal with the Browns. Aaron Donald has assault charges filed against him. I think Matt kind of got in a fight with him, so we'll see how that one goes. Let us know. Uh, Carl, <laughs> Carl Joseph reunites with the Las Vegas Raiders, and Vince Williams resigns with the Pittsburgh Steelers. So that wraps up the mediocre news until the NFL draft starts, guys, or some other crazy defensive player gets signed. Mm -hmm. But let's get into the rookies. Let's go. Let's get started with the rookies. Let's go, baby. Number one on this list is the man out of LSU, Jamar Chase. Steve has him two. Matt has him three. Robbie and John have him one. So... Steve, I'll let you go first. You're in the middle. You you start us off. Oh wow! I mean, I guess so. Yeah. So um, when it comes to Jamal Chase, uh, honestly, these top three are probably all neck to neck for me. Uh, Jamal Chase. I mean, he's just a playmaking type of wide receiver. Uh, I really love what he's able to do with his game on the field. There. Uh, I mean, he's fast. Uh, he's kind of just like a whole package, and there's very minimal you know weaknesses in his overall game that I don't like dislike, but in terms of where he's at, I have met too strictly because I love the first guy so much more. And I'll go in more detail with him, but when it comes to Jamal chase, uh, he's got pretty much a's throughout his entire profile for me. All right. All right. I need someone a stronger opinion now. Um, so Rob or John, who wants to bat it off for the Jamar chase, uh, cheerleading uh, bandwagon. 
Uh, I'm, I'm going to just say, I mean, guys, you know, for the second that this, this man gets ready to run his route, look at how low he gets and, uh, and stays throughout throughout that route. Um, like, 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 like it was already said, um, like Steve said, he has very minimal flaws in his game. There is no doubt in my mind that he is the number one receiver off of the board. He has a size. He has all, all, all the, 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 the tangibles with him to make him great and to continuously become great. He ate already in this LSU offense when Joe Burrow was there while Justin Jefferson was still in the exact, in the exact same presence. So what do you think he's going to do at the NFL level? I think this kid is going to be big time. I'm talking lights, camera, action. Give me all shares possible of Jamar Chase, baby, baby. Wow, that was a great sell. <laughs> oh my that lord, was, that's a tough act to follow. But yeah, I'm, sure. I'm 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 kind of with Je- I'm kind of with it in every way. I'm like Jamar Chase to me has everything you need if you love that alpha X wide receiver, big bodied high point of ball catch be physical as well as have speed with the ball in his hands i mean jamar it's 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 got to be it's got to be jamar and and then then you go into the discussion to me it's jamar chase is kind of that one where it's there's hard to find flaws in his game and then everyone else you can find x's and o's the way they they fall but it's it's jamar chase to me and then there's a kind of a drop off to everybody else but most you, of all, he, he plays like he loves state. football yeah of course uh, you know, he had a nice young breakout age, like you said, with Justin Jefferson there. So it's not like he didn't, he broke out in some small school, uh, like Corey Davis. No, you know, I like Corey Davis, but you know, he puts up great numbers in a tiny school. So if like, of course he does, you put any of these Alabama wide receivers in a small school, it'd be ridiculous. So, um, you know, Jamar chase does it with a, what we've seen to be a ridiculous NFL wide receiver right next to him it takes a year off. There's still scouts talking about him. And it's like, yeah, of course. I think he is that dude where he's like, he, he's going to be a top five guy. I, I hate saying, I hate doing NFL comparisons, but, you know, he's going to be that big Julio Jones. He's just going to be an ex and number one for a team and take over a team. I don't know what team it's going to be. I don't know where it's going to be, but um, whatever team's going to invest in him, it's probably going to be a top. Definitely a top 10 pick, probably a top eight pick. He's a dominator. And he's going to dominate an offense, and you're going to build around him. So for fantasy, like, yeah, I, I, I kind of like the odds there that that's going to hit for fantasy. Okay. Well, Matt, uh, you had him three. I know you don't hate him, but uh, can you tell the <laughs> listeners why you have, I guess, some, I guess, a slight concern or a slight issue with them? Other, yeah, other- no. Okay. Like Coach said, you, the first, the top three, I think you can interchange them any which way. You, I'm not going to argue if you have him at one and the two guys I have above them, below him. It, they, I'm not going to argue that very much. But for me, he has that alpha build, that 6'1", 200-pound, what you're looking for. But on the flip side, has he dominated – as being the big dog because he did have Jefferson there. So I haven't seen him dominate and be that guy. We all thought Tyler Boyd could be that guy, but guess what? Tyler Boyd was not that guy until it, when AJ, unless AJ green was in the lineup. So I do have questions about Jamar chase and yes, I am a Bama fan. That's why there's two Bama receivers <laughs> above him, And I don't like LSU, but game knows game and he's a great player, but I, there's going to be those questions about him. And here's my, here's my, um, my go-to. I sat down and I talked to Eric Crocker uh, from the Crocker Report, and we talked about it. I'm like, Croc, you're a DB. You played at the NFL level. 
who of these three, who would you rather cover? And he said, Jamar Chase, because the other two are so shifty off that line. It makes it difficult for a defender to stay there, with there, them. Their size it's their, it's their size that makes it a lot harder too, because you're talking about and, and some of the other guys we're going to talk about. One of them especially is, is, is significantly smaller. When you have a smaller hitbox, even if you take a sport like boxing or MMA, we have a smaller hitbox. If it's hard for me to even jam with you with one hand, I'm a half to now. If I want to pressure you, man, I'm a half to play you close with two. But you're going to be too sh- too fast and too shifty off that line to where it's just best in that case for me to maybe just play back and play zone, which now still puts me at, at, a, at a disadvantage because you're still fast. You're going to go low throughout your route, and then everything else from there is just all on you to sell. So yeah, you're. I, I, I see that. I see that take. I understand where you're coming from, Matt. And, and when you when you said when you said Eric, um, I think you and I we've been in some of the, some of the film sessions together. I was like, yeah, that, that, that's a, he's correct. He's not wrong. Yeah, it's it's not a knock on Chase. It's just I like the other two a little bit better. So hmm. that's kind of where I'm at. It's not like Chase can't do it. He's going to win the ball at the point of attack, just like mm-hmm. the other guys. Let's look Devonta Smith. He's got that reach. He, he's he might only be so tall, but his reach, he's like a condor, man. He's got like an 88 inch wingspan. It's something ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. It is bizarre. That's it's so very, true. very true. So true. All right. Well, that, that wraps up Jamar Chase, but we're going to get into the Alabama boys. Jalen Waddle, consensus number two between all y'all. And Matt, you ended the last one. You have number one. So I'll let you uh, take the open argument on him. Your case. Okay. So- so Jalen Waddle's about five nine and a half, not his listed five ten. So let's let's kind of bring that back a little bit. But he's still at 185, 190 pounds. So he's not a small guy by any stretch of anyone's imagination. Controlled speed. You see this guy get the ball in his hands. There's no. He's not concerned about anything. He's just going. He's weaving out. He is a kick returner. As soon as that ball is in his hand, except he's doing it on a slant, and that's it, that's really difficult to defend. Now. Watch back to uh, the first four games of the season before Devonte Smith, before Waddle got hurt. Devonta Smith took off. First off, Devonta Smith does not win the Heisman if Jalen Waddle's in the lineup. I think we can all no. agree on that. Yeah, yeah, it, yeah it's a guarantee. But now you watch those film early and you see where the coverage gets rolled, particularly the Georgia game. All the coverage in the Georgia game was rolled over to Jalen Waddle. That's telling me Georgia was more concerned about what Waddle can do to him, than what Devonta Smith can do to him. And Devonta Smith can do some damage. Let's not kid ourselves. But Waddle is the real deal. Like I said, 5'9 and a half, 185, 190 pounds. But the speed and the control of that speed is where he makes a difference on the other receivers. Because he's in a hurry, but he's the game is so slow in his head. He is moving two steps ahead of everyone else. But it's just, it's a beautiful thing to watch. Okay. And, I have some intrigue in him. Uh, John, let you go number two. So, I mean, Jalen Waddle is like, to me, what you want in a fantasy wide receiver, right? He's one of those one touch guys where any play could go to the house. And so for fantasy, we're starting to see that's what you look for because the ball is distributed so much in offenses because it's so many design plays, very specific stuff. There's no more of this, you know, Randy Moss, where you're getting 160 targets year in, year out, no matter what. It's it's rare that you see that. So it's what's a guy going to do with 90 targets? What's a guy going to do with 85 targets? And it's like Jalen Waddle can do a lot with a little. So I like Jalen Waddle's ability to stretch a field. I like Jalen Waddle's ability to one touch sort of every play and go to the house. For fantasy to me, that's great. Um, 
you know, the knocks on him again is you want your wide receivers to be a little bit bigger in the NFL. That's the only thing other than that. Jalen Waddle to me seems like a perfect prospect. If he was six feet tall, you'd be like, yeah, this guy's great. This you know, six one, you'd be like, forget it. He's a top five pick easy. So to me, I think he's still fine. I mean, we've watched plenty of wide receivers, Deshaun Jackson in, in the past be fantasy relevant for, and have huge weeks. You know, if you're telling me Jalen Waddle can do that type of damage for the next foreseeable future. Yeah. I think Jalen Waddle has that ability for a team. Okay. Uh, Hidden Robbie, go ahead. Yeah, so for 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 for, for me, it's everything that, that that these fellows said. Um, the way he goes up and gets the ball at his highest point, um, and he does it at at, at a height of five nine. Um, that's absolutely incredible. Um, uh, uh, again, I'm gonna say exactly what I said with Chase uh, 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 about Jamar Chase. That this guy, he lo- he plays the game like he loves to play football. I'm also you know mention. Um, I'm not going to mention the name now, but we're going to talk about, about another player, uh, in terms of height, smaller stature, uh, you know, we're going to see the, these small guys in this class that are so explosive and that this is going to be the new wave and the new style of NFL football that we're going to be getting accustomed to. So, I mean, I want to be, 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 when we're talking about some of these guys as measurables, I just want to be the person on the panel to, to tell everyone at home to toss that shit out the window right here, right now, <laughs> because this is the NFL, baby. This is genetics. Okay. This is the way that things happen. All right. We were all in high school. Some of us went, went, went to high school with a couple of these players uh, or either players of, of a play of, of teams past. And we understand sometimes, you know, with, with special diets and things, we don't put GMOs in our food anymore. Uh, workout programs are different. Some of these guys are becoming leaner and faster. You know, it, the game is changing. So just, just just everyone at home, toss the measurables out when you hear, you know, 183, 170, you know, uh, or a guy standing at 5'9", five, 5'7", five, you know. At the end of the day, these guys, these kids can play football. Hmm. That's a damn fact. Um, Steve, yeah, gonna... oh, go ahead, Matt. No, I just wanted to kind of touch here on Robbie's point. These kids are missing out. Like when I was growing up, lead and mercury were like part of your diet. They came in like all your meals. So these kids are missing out on the good stuff. Yeah. So much mercury. So many tuna fish sandwiches growing up. I had so much mercury. The cafeteria cheese sticks, the cafeteria cheese sticks, bro. Peel and eat the peel and eat cheese sticks. Like I was a whiff of them joints. Like, come on, bro. Oh god! Government hey. cheese, man, it does wild stuff. It hey. definitely does subsidize. No wonder I was so fast. Now, yeah, yeah, all of them be moving at, at, the, at the speed of a bullet train. I just ate nothing but fries and pizza for lunch, and I have no idea where it came from. No, you're missing out. I had the cookies. Yeah. <laughs> But Steve, chocolate milk and shit. Yeah, go ahead. Let's get this back on track. Um, (laughs) I'm gonna frame this question since you have uh, Devontae Smith one, so we're moving, and you have Waddle three. No, no, no. But since you have Waddle three, what makes you consider him more than Devontae Smith? I mean, what what does this Devontae Smith do to you to consider him more than Jaden Waddle? To, uh, to be honest, it, it, it's really close for me still. Like I said, all these three players are like points off from each other. Um, the only thing is that I've seen Devontae Smith do it in the college level, full, full season. 
And for, you know, like when it comes to Devontae Smith, he's had 1,200 yards in two seasons. Jalen Waddle, I mean, he had 500 yards in two seasons. Again, oh, he's at 800 yards his, his freshman, his rookie year. But he hasn't had that big season, that breakout season. I know he was hurt this year, and honestly, he was on a rampage the first four games of the season. Probably would have had over 1,300 yards had he played the whole season, but he didn't. And and that's really the only thing that kind of kind of like, hey, why do I have him at one compared to three? And that's really all it is. It's just that I haven't seen Jalen Walter do it at the college level for an entire season. Again, that might be cheating a little bit, but I've seen Devontae Smith do it and put up the numbers to prove that he deserves to be the number one guy on my board in this coming class. I like that. I like that a lot. On Devontae Smith, Matt, you had him too. So um, explain for us your love for him. First off, as Ray Gervin likes to call him, he's a slim reaper. Let's let's call it the way it is. A great he nickname, by end, the way. He will end zone you if you know what I'm saying. <clears throat> he might not have that. He's still six feet, six five eleven, six feet. So he's still got that height, but that 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 88 inch reach. He doesn't have to just a Joe jump you. He just pop that hand up. And he's yeah. above you already. We watch him, and I love what uh, uh, we were talking about earlier. He's done the production. He's been there. He's done that. He's got the yards behind his belt. Waddle went down. They had Michi there in Alabama, but he played alpha dog. You know what I'm saying? And Waddle came back, didn't miss a beat. Now, the thing I'll say about the Alabama receivers, and Robbie kind of hit it on, they want to play football. Jalen Waddle had no – he did not have to come back for the national championship. He did not have to come back. His draft stock was the way it was. He probably did more harm by coming into that game for his body. He put himself at some serious risk. He wants to win. He wants to play football. Devonta Smith did not need to go to the senior bowl. He did not need to go there. He had nothing to prove. What's he do? He goes down there, goes to the senior bowl, talks to coaches. That's telling me that kid wants to play. He wants to talk. He, he wants to be there. He wants to get his nose in that playbook right away. For me, that's why he's number two. And like I said, these guys can switch back and forth. And I'm not, I don't blame Chase for not playing because I can't remember who the quarterback was there. Max Johnson or Miles Brennan. I wouldn't have wanted to play there either. Let's be honest. But Terrace Marshall did. All I'm saying is Terrace Marshall yeah. played. So, yeah. you know, I don't want to question a guy about not playing because he's he's got to take care of himself first. But Waddle and Devonta Smith, we know they want to get out there. Chase, he's probably played, made the safe bet there because – he was a top 10 pick, no matter how you slice it. And, and I, I want to say this really quick. Um, and I, I honestly, this will probably just, just, just be my, be, be my take on it. Um, and I'll, I'll just defer to John. Um, I, I've gotten, I've gotten to meet and, and interview some rookies. Um, and this class, this class reminds me a lot of, of, of the 19 class that I met. Um, not, not a knock on, on, on the 20 class. I just felt like the 20 class because of the pandemic had to deal with a different type of adversity that, Gave, it gave them and it's going to give them an unfair chance in terms of production. Um, but with this 2021 class, I, it reminds me a lot of that 19 class where it's like, these are straight dogs that are ready to play. You know, you had the Debo Samuels, the Nico Hardman's, the Kyler Murray's in that 19 class where, you know, Oh, they're undersized. Oh, well, I don't think this guy's going to do well. You know, Andy Isabella, you know, oh, well, I mean, we've yet to see him, him pop up as a shame, but that's just because, he went to a place where they just keep old ass fucking receivers for no problem, you know, for no reason. Um, like Larry should have been retired and Andy should have been gotten opportunity, but it is what it is. But we're, we're noticing that this, you know, like I said, where we're seeing a smaller stature player and, and yeah, I mean, in terms of Devonta, all of you out there, they're like, Oh, well, he's one. Oh my gosh. 
Well, I guarantee my my ass at, at 165, 170 would, would would completely just mosh you, and, and I, even at 30 years old, and would would show you some shit because I actually study and I play the position. It's not it's not any slight against anyone as a, a as a player or anyone, but it's like you know it's easy to 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 to, to, to look down on these kids, you know, and talk shit about these kids when it's like you haven't spent the time perfecting a position like these kids. I mean, for those that have, and that, that have actually done the work, I mean, I, I give props to a Devante Smith, but I do have to put him at three just because in the category of the other two that we talked about previously in the show, um, it, it, I am just going to knock him for the measurables a little bit, just because I hung up my creep at 28 because of my measurables. And that was in semi pro. I can only imagine how much harder it is to get hit in the NFL. I don't get a shot at Totorol. Valid point. So I have met three, honestly, and this is I'm splitting hairs with with Jalen Waddle. If this was if you were asking me if this wasn't a fantasy football show, if you were asking me just NFL draft, who I think is gonna go first, probably Devonta Smith. Like I, I probably think he's probably number two for me. But for fantasy, I like Jalen Waddle a little more. I just like his speed a little more. Um, but Devonta Smith's got everything you want. Same thing with Jamar Chase. He's got that alpha prototypical going to be a team's number one wherever he goes it's going to be a high investment so i'm expecting an offense to really feature him and feed him um he's going to be mid beginning of a first round pick so that's pretty high fine i think he's totally fine uh i just happen to like jalen waddle a little more for fantasy purposes and i like jamar chase as a more complete receiver ready nfl ready receiver i think devonta smith could walk in if he walks into an nfl team they add 10 pounds to that kid and he's 182, uh, which is totally ple- you know, possible. Yeah. He could play at that and be fine. And, hey, and, be, really and be beyond fine. This motherfucker's been eating for the last couple of months <laughs> with one hand, okay? He's got a hand in a cast. Yeah, Cut this kid's Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he'll be fine. So, I, I, you know, the, the, the thinness to me doesn't work. He plays like a big guy. So it doesn't bother me a ton. He hasn't had injuries in college. Um, and he's played against top flight corners in college. So um, I, he had a full career at Alabama. Correct me if I'm wrong. I don't think he had any major injuries. So it's just the arm. and the just that. Game, yeah. And that was it. And so I'm not super stressed uh, about him in the pro level in terms of his weight. It, that to me doesn't bother me. I just happen to like the other two a little bit more. Yeah. And I'm like, like most of these pro days, these, these BMI numbers are going down and down. My career ended because my BMI kept going up and up and up. So, <laughs> is it, as it says, it plateaued at all? Uh, I think we're still going. I don't think we're still, still moving. Yeah, we're still moving. I hear you. Oh, I had man. Arby's for lunch today. I was it was amazing. By the way, Bro, shout out to uh, Arby's. Not a sponsor, but you should be. It I had was Arby's, so I had good. Arby's like two days ago, bro. I was in straight oh. heaven, man. I was in straight heaven. I had had a beef and cheddar, and I can't tell you how long it was. Unicorn, unicorn. I just want to say I appreciate the hell out of you. You are amazing. That is like my favorite person that follows me on Twitter. Like that is the most amazing Twitter follow that you could have. Yeah. yeah. The show is the top ten Robbie uh, Robbie fans. <laughs> <laughs> Loving it. All right, so let's get on to Rashad Bateman. I believe yes. he played at Minnesota. This is a guy you kind of all yes. agree on, pretty much. Uh, Steve <laughs> has him five. Everyone else has him four. So Steve, unfortunately, since you're the odd man out, you're starting us off. Yes, I love it. Uh, I feel like I've been talking a while. Um, 
But yeah, for me with Sean Bateman, everyone seems to love him. And I, I went back and I even watched his film again today. I was like, is there something I'm, I'm missing? And again, he's great, uh, like really well. You know, he's got a good route running. You know, he can track the ball very well. He's the kind of guy who can get those 50-50 balls really easily. But looking back at the tape, and I guess I look at the tape more than I look at the numbers per se, um, I just see somewhat of a regression in terms of his his field performances. He didn't have the same explosiveness. His route running seemed to be kind of lacking things compared to 2019. I don't know if it was because, you know, they only played a couple games this season or maybe Tyler Johnson wasn't there, but he just didn't seem very enthused in this season here. You know, we talked about Alabama players and, you know, how much they like love football. I just didn't see Bateman didn't see that same love for the game. And again, could have been the whole COVID and playing only a couple games this season, but, um, I only have him at five. I mean, that's why I don't have him at four like everyone else. That's that's really the only thing. I just didn't like what I saw on film in 2020 compared to what I saw in 19. Am I allowed to go? Yeah, Robbie, his ass up. So four and a half yards between him and corner whenever – Dog, are you serious? <laughs> this man creates separation mm. damn near just as good or better than the, the previous two that we just talked about. Like you're kidding me! You're kidding! <laughs> what what film are you watching? Like, who are you? <laughs> ah! I mean, I have a five. I mean, it's not horrible. Mm-hmm. I could say ten. But the analysis that you said, the way that you made it sound, you made it sound like he's a six. Okay, <laughs> like a seven. All right, like bro, Rashad Bateman gets four and a half yards between him and corner. A quarterback. It, Big, Big Ben, put it this way. Big Ben had 2.1 to 2.7 and a half seconds or, yeah, whatever the case, to be able to release the ball, okay? That mm-hmm. is from the moment that the ball is snapped, that is how much time he had. You are grateful for most quarterbacks, and what you want for most quarterbacks is to have three to three and a half seconds. Big Ben would love to have Rashad Bateman because you know why? Four and a half yards of reception, I know who that. Four, four and a half yards of, rece- uh, of separation, I know exactly who the hell I'm, I'm tossing the ball to. If you are all, if you, if, if Rashad Bateman goes to a team where the quarterback just does like crazy Patrick Mahomes shit, but not on that same level where he just magically completes it, it's magically delicious. Then you know what? <laughs> then, then, then you know what? Rashad Bateman is still going to eat, and he's going to be a fantasy value. If I if, if if I miss out on the other receivers that we mentioned. I'm getting Rashad Bateman or another or the other guy that we're going to talk about who has a 90 plus percentage uh, percentage catch rate out of the slot position. I think Robbie just put me in the ground. Strong take. Wow, <laughs> Steve. I think me in the ground. Uh, God, we'll <laughs> be off mic for another like ten minutes. Yeah. Course, that yeah. Gotta go on you real quick and just uh, yeah. Cry <laughs> John, you want to um, bury Steven a little bit more? No, I actually don't. I don't really. I think I think Steven is okay. I, 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 so so Rashad Bateman to me is someone who uh, speed is uh, his track speed, his long speed is pretty amazing for, you know, the thickness. He's 200 plus pounds and he's got this track speed. So, you know, that's pretty good to see. I love him as an athlete. I love him as a prospect. The reason why I have him at four is just, again, I have um, Jalen Waddle is, again, one touch craziness. Devonta Smith to me has a little bit more production on film and Jamar chase again, just production on has everything. So it's just, again, that to me is now is a even, like I said, there was a drop off at chase. Now I think there's an even bigger drop off after Bateman where I think we're talking about guys who are 
um, questionable for if they the success rate goes way down. I think after Bateman, if you ask my opinion, in some of these rookies, and and that's just I, I think it's because of a ton of different things with each guy. But I, I after Bateman, like Robbie said, in in rookie drafts after Bateman, I'm probably shying away from wide receivers for a little bit. Can't fault you for that, um, Matt. John didn't take the uh, the aggressive route in burying Steve. Would you like to finish him off? Finish him. Finish him. Mortal Kombat coming out in like a week. Um, <laughs> That's a sponsor. So first off, if he goes to Pittsburgh, at least Roethlisberger won't have to worry about him dropping passes like some other receivers they got there. <laughs> now, I'm as I'm sitting here, I had Bateman at four. I think I'm going to put Bateman at five because I'm looking at what I had him at before. Coming into the season, he was 6'1", 210 pounds. Over the course of the year, he shrunk two inches and lost 20 pounds. He's now 5'11", 190. By the end of his rookie season, he might only be 5'9", 180. So yeah. this is a concern for me. This is a huge red flag. If you're going to continue, to shrink, you're going to be out of the lead. You're going to be like Darren Sproles size by the time you're in your second year. Like I can't have that in my wide receivers. Terrace Marshall is still a dude. Like he's a big dog. He's six, three. He's still a man. So give me, give me Terrace Marshall at four. I'm going to change my rankings on you slightly because on the fly. Love it. Yeah, on the fly, because I'm really concerned about the shrinking thing. Like, I, I'm at the age now where I've actually started to shrink, but I'm old. So there's a difference. I've got a lot of extra weight, and it all kind of compresses the spine. He's already shrinking. Yeah, what's up with that? This is the, oh, this is the I'm uniting people tuning I'm getting for. older. Like, honestly, like, reality <laughs> enough. Funny. Oh, like, he needs to go hang upside down or something to get those. <laughs> yeah, the teeter hang up. I've seen those. Uh, Look what I can do at 60. The guy jumps about an inch off the ground. <laughs> put salt, oh put salt in your shoes. God. Oh, my God. Yo, look at the consensus on this one. Holy. Yeah, so, um, well, now it's uh, Steve 8. Matt has bumped him up one spot graciously oh. to four. Are we here now? Oh, we are here now. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I moved it. Oh, Robbie has a five right? and John has him six. So, Matt. You moved them up, man. I want to, I want some explanations. Well, first off, this is my favorite. I'm gonna lie. <laughs> I like my guys big. I like you'll you'll see with my sleeper picks. I love that prototypical Jamar Chase has got that bill. He's not quite there. Marshall's bigger. He could be the Justin Jefferson of this draft class where we're underrating him to a point where he's going to be a value and he's going to outperform that value. He Remember, he, he was a wide receiver at LSU who actually played this year, right? And he put up some numbers. He was a threat. He was the alpha already at, in the bayou there. So for me, I like him. That's why I'm going to move him up a little bit. I think he could be the Justin Jefferson of this draft class hmm, that's as strange. far as value. I like that. I'm with that. I did a lot. Robbie, go ahead. Um, this is like my low key favorite receiver. Um, luck, like, I, hopefully, hopefully there's no one that I'm going to be competing in, in, in leagues. With. Oh, wow. One of my writers simultaneously pops in the chat, right? Where's I have to cover this? Ah, fuck. Um, that whole stat that I mentioned about 90 plus, uh, 90 plus, uh, targets within the slot yeah that was about terrence marshall uh shout out to to me to, to, to my homie uh ian harwood's uh him and i been having a lot of conversations the homie from pff and we are we are both kind of like low-key like yeah this is this is, this is who you want this is who you really really want like everyone else you know that everyone else is going to try and bid and trade up to go and get 
this is someone that if you are already sitting prime, like right at that one five and startup, linear startup or, you know, whatever the case may be, just sit tight, sit pretty. And if your plan is to go wide receiver and not a running back at that spot, this is what you do right here. If everyone else starts going receiver or you can even, what I've been doing in a lot of my rookie mocks is I've been able to get him in the second round, right when it go, right when it, right when the 12 ends, because everyone's trying to get the QBs early. They're trying to get their Trevor Lawrence's, their builds. They're doing the typical NFL draft. When this comes back around to me at the second round, I'm grabbing him before anyone else can grab. Him. I'll be either making a trade up to go and get him or I'm just grabbing him. Um, Terrence, Mar- Terrence Marshall needs to be rostered everywhere. The key to the wide receiver position in fantasy football this year is the slot receiver. Mark my words, he's going to be a guy. I agree with that last part, by the way, uh, wholeheartedly, that fantasy football production out of the slot has changed dramatically. It's just the NFL, the game out of the slot has changed dramatically over the past five years. So the fact that he wins and can play out of the slot to me is very nice, and it's why I like him. Like, that's great. He's going to get mismatches. He's going to get the advantage basically right away off the ball. So uh, Terrace Marshall is great for his value, for his sleeper, if you can get him at his value, which I think is in rookie drafts a second round. I'm not going crazy, uh, you know, and and blowing up my whole draft to try and grab him. But if if it's the second round and I didn't take a wide receiver in the first, and it's like, yeah, Terrace Marshall's t- unbelievable. Like he's a great asset. So if you start your draft off, especially in Superflex, you start your draft off with a, a quarterback, and you want to come back with a positional player, Terrace Marshall's awesome for that. Um, there's not much to his game other than I think there's some some drop issues, but those get corrected uh, in the NFL. Um, I think he gets in the right system and the right coach. They'll coach some of these things, some of these traits out of him. You can't coach size. You can't coach speed. And he has both in spades. Um, his burst and his route running to me, I graded him at a four on both out of a five point scale. So um, that's like, you know, elite NFL people who are fives are like Tyreek Hills. So he, to me is fast enough to be a difference maker at the next level. And that's what you look for. There we go. Okay. Well, Steve, uh, you're back from timeout. What do you got from us? <laughs> oh, God. I better keep my uh, negative. There's no, it's not, it's not you're negative. You're allowed to be negative. You're allowed to be negative. Yeah, you that, you're allowed, I mean, listen, he's got negative. drops. He's got drop issues. That you is. have he's a mate. Drop. You got someone six eventually. So. He's like, yeah, I know. And, I, and he's moved up over the last week. He's moved up from like 10 to 8 now. Like I've been moving him up as we've as I've been updating my rankings and watching more film. So I'm maybe by the time the draft hits, I'll have him at four and five, maybe. But again, he has drop issues. You know, I have seen him too many times. Like he's just, he's ready to make the next move before he even catches the ball. And again, that's part of his drop issues. And I question whether like, is it that he is the main dog there because Jamal chase didn't play If Jamal chase plays. Are we talking about Terrence Marshall in the same fashion this coming season? I don't know that that's, Kind of what I'm thinking is that like he just happened to see like who else is really there. So did he just take an advantage of having the number one production and just feeding him the ball constantly? And that's kind of part of my reason why I haven't moved him up into that upper echelon, not upper echelon, but like that four and five range that you guys have him in. I'm getting there. I'm watching his film. I like it. I like what he has. He's got a lot of speed. He's got the size. Things you can't teach. Um, I just don't know. 2.0. Yeah. <laughs> I just don't know if you say that to that point just yet. 
Yeah, you see it, John. Yeah, you know, Robbie. <laughs> Victor Cruz. I'm ready to saw some pants all over my fantasy oh, league, dog. Victor Cruz. Oh, oh man, God. Vic. I have we a got I, I, I've today. been to a bar with Victor Cruz before. It's a funny oh. story. He went to prep school with a buddy of mine uh, who played basketball. Uh, and they knew each other, and it was funny. Uh, we bumped into each other at some bar in Boston. Great guy, Victor Cruz, unbelievable guy. We going <laughs> to talk about Elijah Moore. Um, Steve has him four. This is so Matt hard. Has mate. Robbie has him eight. John has him five. Mm. Yeah, John. So Steve, start us off, buddy. Oh, I love buddy. Elijah Moore. I, I, I love him. I love his progression over his career. At Eld Miss, uh, he's got some big playability to his game there. Uh, I love his separation. I really do. Uh, I love that he's been able to make adjustments while he's in the air, on routes. Uh, he's quick off the snap. He's got some decent speed to him. Again, he's not. He's a little shorter. He's only at 5'9", I believe. You know, He's not going to be a guy who kind of gets those extra yardage if he gets tackled, but uh, the way he's able to, you know, basically separate himself from defenders is something I really liked. And just his overall progression and over his college career, kind of why I'm at four. I think he could really make a, a big leap at the next level if he hits the right team. So wait, 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 go ahead, go ahead, Robbie. So after what he's, t- he's looking at you, shot, look at him. After what? Yeah, yeah. I want to see you. After <laughs> what you just said about Rashad Bateman, I didn't see it. Not in twenty twenty. In twenty nineteen, yeah, I saw part of that separation, but in twenty twenty, I did not see that same separation this coming year. You hurt my feelings. He's still at four. He's still at five for me. I still. I mean, he's still at five. I just didn't see it this coming season. I still like Rashad Bateman. If he gets, if I can draft him in drafts in the second round, absolutely. Robbie's about to have a stroke over. Yeah, Robbie's about to come to New Jersey. I'm so mad. I'm so <laughs> mad. It's okay. I don't like. I. I. My only defense is like, is that, is that, is that Rashad? Everything that you said about about Elijah Moore, Rashad Bateman does bigger, better, stronger, and taller. Like he, he covers more space. Hmm. Like, I think I think Robbie just made my argument for me. Because yeah. <laughs> I have them, I have them ranked right next to each other. It's just I have I have Rashad Bateman higher. It's just so the only yeah. difference is Elijah Moore is not shrinking. Yeah, that's true. I didn't I didn't take that into account. I did not take that into account. You're right. Not, not Elijah Moore is still growing. He's a growing boy. I like Elijah Moore. The fact that he played with two stud, and we can both sit here and agree that. They were okay. stud wide receivers at Ole Miss. I mean, he's Hollywood and DK. You are correct. He guys. played with studs. And so then when he had his chance and he had his opportunity, he rose to the occasion. That's what you want to see. You want to see that progression, you know? So hopefully he can continue at the next level. His size scares me. His, his catch radius scares me. Those things are, are problems at the next level. His speed doesn't bother me. We know he's fast. We know he's got that agile ability. I want to make sure that he can still, catch a ball against a professional you know db like that to me is was yet to be seen and we're not going to see it until he steps on the field so that's why uh, his size and his he separates but not at a great ability he separates at an okay ability to me I really, ramsey is gonna smack him so hard his it's mama's just gonna, gonna be it. tough it's gonna be tough <laughs> so i think i want to see what he does against legit Bro. nfl receivers that's what hey, i want to hey, see what age what age do, would you say that your grown man strength really kicks in like you have different like, like 20 
four. 36. Hopefully soon. Yeah, I was saying you're thirty. Like you're thirty, you start feeling like I'm like, like damn. Like, I'm a man. I can I can move yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. I'm a, I can move furniture. I'm a man now. Yeah, you know, yeah. like like you know, twenty nine. question. It's a little that. bit different. It's a little bit yeah. different, you know. And like, like, like when he has to go up against like, say what you want about his age, but when he has to go up against Richard Sherman, yeah, Elijah Moore is gonna just get. Richard uh, Sherman's not on the team right now. He is not on a team, but don't worry. He will be on a team. <laughs> he is Richard Sherman. <laughs> Dion wasn't supposed to be on a team, but guess what? He ended up in Burgundy and Gold somehow. Mm. Mm-hmm. And he was even a Raven after that. Love it. Did you know Randy Moss was a Titan for like a little while? Sure was. Oh, okay. I, did I thought I was smart. Remember that. I'm old enough to remember that. Oh, okay. I thought I was smart like, for like a second. Matt, what do you got for Robert, us? You are smart. I've got Randy Moss as a as an Oakland Raider, so um, I had that. That's not here nor there. Um, Elijah Moore, real quick. There's a lot of slot receivers. We're heavy on the slot receivers in this draft. Last year was a lot of the big outside receivers. This year, a lot of inside receivers who could make some hay. Uh, I seen the joke on Twitter, so I can't take credit for it. But it's probably because we had to spend a lot of time inside this year. That's why we're seeing so many wide receiver slot receivers inside. But you talk about a guy who runs a four three five forty. And to kind of touch on that wingspan, it's only 72 inches, so he doesn't have that reach. So he beats you with some sudden moves off the line of scrimmage, and that's how he's get that separation. If he doesn't get that separation, he he can't get off of it, right? The size is just not going to be there for him. He, he is 5'9". He does come in at 180 pounds, give or take, depending on who's weighing him, which is right up there with some of these other receivers we're talking about. So we've got a lot of smaller, quicker, shifter, shiftier receivers in this year's draft class. He fits that mold. Going with the uh, Tylen Wallace, the R- Rondell Moore, like on and on. I can keep listing the names, and these are guys we're going to see the top ten. I, uh, I I think the reason why why I'm probably hating on on Elijah Moore a little bit is because he just reminds me too much of my, my, myself when I was playing uh, my first year semi pro uh, in the Air Force. Like that's when I was like, nah. Like when I saw that him on film, and I was like, kind of looking at myself, nah, nah, you ain't it, bro. The only guys catching touchdown passes my size are tackle eligible. Oh, <laughs> oh man, spice today. That All man right. dance. Hey, I love Matt. I love Matt and John. Like, like all of us, like, like we've known each other for like, like a hot, hot minute around the circus. Like, it's like crazy to like all of us be guests, guests, being guests together and not hosting each other this is different yeah uh, it's a family pod today yeah. family yeah. pod we do family things here well before we get into the aforementioned randall moore oh, man i'm gonna get robbie has him six and john has him nine i want this, so, I want this um, we're gonna go with the the median folks so uh matt yeah. you can start us off steve then we're gonna go robbie and then we're gonna let john just kind of bank it in for us yeah, yeah i'm gonna make this quick i'm gonna make it simple because i want to hear what john has to say yeah, i want to hear john um okay Randall Moore. Give it. I call him Rondell Cobb more because I think he can play that Randall Cobb kind of role, especially in a team like Green Bay. Give him those options. Uh, I like I like him. That size though. That size. I know we're not supposed to count the size, but five foot seven in a wide receiver. If it was a running back, I wouldn't have a problem with it. But I five seven as a wide receiver, even as a slot, 
that's my issue with him right now. Athleticism is through the chart. Get the ball, find a way to get him the ball in his hand. And he, he'll beat you every single time. Mm. Mm. I'm hearing all these five, seven, five, eight wide receivers. And I'm just thinking, God, if you would have gave me three more inches. Oh my Lord. Maybe I should try out for the NFL. And I'm, and I was, I'm thinking the same thing. If you would have given me like 1.5 seconds off my 40, you know, <laughs> Oh my lord, Steve! What you got for us? Yeah, so Rondo Moore. I mean, I, I swear, if he was it was six foot, we'd be talking about as like a top three guy in this class here. I mean, yeah. he's, he's got amazing athletic ability to him. I mean, he's got the speed. He's got a vertical leap to him. I think his vertical uh, jump was at forty two point five, which was insane for his yes. size. Um, his you know he's got a four two nine you know uh, forty. But again, the size is it definitely has got to be somewhat of a concern. You have to think about that. You know, he's never going to be a guy who's probably going to be a wide receiver one, maybe a wide receiver two at best. Maybe a two. Um, and he's got some injury concerns. I mean, he only played four games in 19 and played only three games this year. I think he did miss a couple games due to injury. So that's got to be taken to some kind of consideration. That's kind of why I have him down at seven now. He's been moving down my boards. Uh, but I mean, if he lands in the right situation, he could be great, but he definitely has those the size and injury concerns that kind of keep him down for me. This is what I'll say about Rondell Moore. Look, I love the guy. Super athletic. Great athletic profile. He's a, probably a gym rat. These are all things you can say about Rondell Moore. They're great. But what does he do as a wide receiver? What he does as a wide receiver is okay. Tons of burst, good amount of speed. But 5'7", if that doesn't alarm you and concern you at the NFL level, then then – then okay, then he's going to be much higher up your rank. To me, that really concerns me. So I put guys who are – but I also want to preface this by saying I love J.J. Ortega-Whiteside and I love, you know, Hakeem Butler. Like I like big, lanky, long, wide receivers. Like I, I fall in love with these guys. So like I have Nico Collins ahead of him because he's a big, fast, wide receiver. Like that's just my style. Like that's what I, I like. So if you are not concerned with size and you think that this – small guy can still be explosive and get in the right offense. You got to know that he has to be somewhere. He can't go anywhere and just flourish. He needs to be with like a Kyle Shanahan somewhere. That's really going to know how to use him. Then yeah, he could be great. But I think the hit rate on that is pretty low. So to me, he's just below a couple other guys. And to me, it's just size. And I don't know if the NFL is ready to know how to use him yet. I don't know if there's enough coaches in the NFL that know how to use him. I'm so mad that you know me so Fucking well. <laughs> like, to bring up you, Kyle, to bring up Kyle Shanahan. I mean, yeah, yeah. I, I honestly, that that that's an easy, yeah. That that. I mean, your face lit right. up when you said that. Yeah, because 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 he knew he knew I was going to be going towards the jet. My my, my counter argument was going to be jet sweeps and things of that nature, and I was going to utilize an argument of of, of how um, Debo Samuel is utilized and Nico mm-hmm. Hart. He, he knew exactly where I was going to yeah, go. hundred percent. And you can, um, and you can certainly think that way. And that, and that can be a, I just think that's that a low hit rate. Very, but that, and that becomes very selective of offensive schemes of, of, of what you're looking for. So at that point, when you are drafting him um, for your fantasy football team or for fantasy football purposes, you are, you're now no longer sold on the hype as him as a player. So me, I have him, I, I have him so high. Um, at six because I like these small type of guys. I like, you know, these quick bursts. And I do believe that the NFL is eventually going to figure out how to coach uh, within, within these guys realm. Um, but we're still a little bit of a way away, away from that. Uh, with that being said, and with that being stated, 
Um, John brings up very good points to where, if, like I said, if you're going to draft him, you're looking very offensive scheme dependent. Um, I would kind of maybe place a tag, uh, a little, a little kind of sticker on this guy. Um, not so much necessarily a fragile sticker, but more so do not draft unless you really know offensive schemes. Like unless you are the fantasy football player that knows X's and O's, maybe this isn't the best fit for your fantasy football team. If you're more of a casual type of player. And then next person on the list, uh, Dimey Brown out of North Carolina. He's not as short as the last couple of people we have been talking about. Mm. But Steve has him six. Matt has him six. Robbie has him nine. And John has him ten. So, um, Matt, we'll let you go first on this one. Dimey Brown is an interesting prospect because he is a big play threat. His last two years at North Carolina, 20.3 and 20.0 yards per reception. Yet... He only ran a 4.45, so it's not blazing speed. So how does he do this? He has a very unique skill set, allows him to gain that separation and a very good ability to track the ball when it's in the air and make that adjustment. Exactly. He can create the separation with subtlety, but he tracks the ball probably better than any receiver in this class and then makes that adjustment on it. Because you don't, at 4.45, You don't get 20 yards per reception average and be labeled a big time threat. You know what I'm saying? So you think of that with Randall Moore, four, three, two, Elijah Moore, four, three, five, but we're not talking about them in big play threats. Diamond Brown was catching it on the big play. It wasn't like on those quick hitters the slants and this and that, where he's taking to the house. He was beating his guy one-on-one, taking it down the sideline, taking the post, taking on the fades, whatever you want to look at it. And that's how he made his say. So for me, I'm looking for him to continue that, especially with the pro quarterbacks. And he won't be the number one, so he won't draw the top coverage. He's not going to get your Richard Sherman. He's going to get the number two or number three corner, and he is going to make that guy look silly at the next level. Yeah, I, I, I got and I, I got to agree with Matt. I don't. I think there's really, really any type, any, any way to disagree with that take. Um, I, I, the reason why I rank him so low is just because he is that that prototypical uh, possession receiver. He reminds me a lot of Keyshawn Johnson uh, back, back back in his Cowboys days. Um, and, and I think that is a highly respectable comp. Um, even though Damani, uh, Danami run, runs a little bit faster, um, of, of a 40 time, I believe the 40 is about two, two, two seconds to two and a half seconds faster. You can correct me if I'm wrong. Um, but I, I see this guy, you know, catch a ball in open space, then get a lot of yak, um, him being able to make, to, to make plays based off of what his primary receiver um, allows and then gets him open. So I see him as Keyshawn Johnson. People can hate me if they want. They don't hate you, Robbie. They'll, people love you. What are you talking about? <laughs> I, I, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, Steve, I don't think he spoke. Yeah, no, I'll go, I'll go real quick on this. Uh, you know, Brown, I, I like his talent a lot. I mean, I think Matt kind of summed up everything I really do love about him, his adjustment, uh, the way he's able to track the ball in the air. I mean, he's got a ton of potential, uh, you know, back-to-back 1,000-yard seasons here. I mean, he's quick off the line. He's quick into his breaks. Um, I think you're going to learn that going into next season, he was a big reason why um, Sam Howell, the North Carolina quarterback, was – pretty solid this coming season because of a guy like Brown he had on his, you know, arsenal of wide receiver core. So uh, it's kind of why I'm sitting at six. I moved him up over the last like week now because 
I love his film. I love his game, and he's gonna make a he's gonna make an impact in this league. So, and you, yeah, again, you got to think what he did this with. Daz Newsom was there, Javante Williams, Michael Carter, and he still put up two thousand yards in two seasons receiving. Hmm. Oh, dude, I love that you brought up Daz Newsom. You're so smart. Ah, I fucking love featuring with you. Hey, even a blind squirrel finds it not every once in a while. <laughs> that they do. That they do. Oh, God, no. I love it. So next on the list is Tylon, uh, Tylon Wallace at Oklahoma State University. Oh, Unfortunately, uh, a couple of our cast over here doesn't have them ranked, Steve and Robbie. Matt has them And John has them seventh, so... John, you kick it off. Um, I think he's sort of kind of everything you want in a receiver. He's a jack of all trades, master of none. He can do everything, you know, very well. He can do everything at an NFL level. I think that'll be, uh, I think he can walk in and be a team's number two. We've talked about earlier, um, be a Tyler Boyd for a team. Literally just, uh, if he's opposite an alpha, you know, I think he will thrive very well. Same way we watched Corey Davis do it opposite AJ Brown. They, they can do everything very well. They don't do anything special. Um, so he won't really be the guy who you looked on. He's built around. Um, but he is someone who can absolutely, uh, help someone day two in an NFL offense. And I think he will, I think he's going to get stepped in pretty quickly, uh, and get acclimated pretty quickly because what he does Gets off the line quick. He has that fast twitch muscles to get off the line. He's fast. He's got that track speed to beat people um, with the ball in his hands. And and he can track the ball the way you like Daomi Brown, the way you like Kadarius Toney and some of these other, you know, short, fast guys who can track a ball. I think he can do that very well. His body control is amazing uh, around the uh, goal line and around the the boundaries. So for me, he's a complete, I, I say complete receiver in air quotes. He's complete, but it's just everything is at a little bit level below. I think he he might get in and might take a step forward, and all of a sudden he becomes this. Um, I hate saying it, but it, the same ilk of a Tyreek Hill becomes this big team's alpha, team's number one. But again, I, I just where his floor is to me is like a team's two, and I think he's going to be just fine as a team's two. Corey Davis to me, he's going to be just fine in that role. Hey, Matt, you have any follow-up opinions on what John said? Yeah, Tylen Wallace basically gets the treatment for me that I got in high school. I like you, but I'm not in love with you. It's kind of how I feel about him <laughs> because I, I can still move him down. There's guys like Nico Collins for me, uh, Dwayne Eskridge, guys that are breathing right down his back. He's barely holding on. Amon Ross St. Brown, I'm thinking about moving up. Like He is really in that spot where I can still move him down or – I don't think he's going any higher than where mm-hmm. I have him currently, but he can certainly go lower. And he doesn't he just feel like he's going to be overdrafted by the Ravens? Like, am I the only one who gets sure. this feeling the Ravens are going to overdraft him <laughs> and absolutely yeah. kill his value altogether? Mm-hmm. I mean, if he gets overdrafted, he is a name that could fly up rookie draft boards pretty quick. And it's like, again, uh, I think you were hit the nail on the head, Matt, when you said he is where he's at. He can't go any higher. He, but he could go lower after the draft. Um, that's the only place that I see him. But you're right. Again, pre-draft, not knowing where he is, he's kind of at his max. Like he's he's where he's at. But if he if he goes somewhere crappy uh, in day two, day three, it's like oh great. Like this is you know now I got to deal with this. I think you both made made valid points that, that that both kind of kind of go into my point. I typed it into the chat um, there. Um, Wally Wallace, he he he, ju- he just jukes too much in order to get open. 
Um, I see him at the NFL level having to, to, to yeah, I went there. Um, if, if I were to, if I were to, if I were to live it out in motion, he pictures me as a receiver that, that when he lines up, it takes him too much hand fighting. And then a, and a couple of devil moves of boom, 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 maybe versus a one, two, it's a one, two, three, four. Then he's open. Then he gets his break. Then he's now able to explode. And I worry about that because of QB reaction time. So that's why I don't have him listed. Sorry, I stood up and I went through the. That's just the only way I could explain it. And then that's an ADD. I that's love fair. that. No, that's one fair. more little thing. I don't know if this plays into it at all, but at some point, genetics has to kick in, I would think. Mm. And one thing we don't talk about that we're probably going to hear closer to the draft is his twin brother. His mm. career ended on multiple ACL injuries. Mm. Does that trend? Are his ACLs the same as his I, brother's? I, I don't know, but. I don't. I don't think so in terms of terms of terms of an athletic genetic standpoint. But what I do, what I do worry about is him being able to do run the full tree. I picture him on a lot of because how long it takes him to get open. I picture him on a lot of shorter, um, or short shorter routes, a lot of curls and things of that nature, um, digs out, and that's where I like Tylen Wallace to kind of live, just because of the way he plays. Steve. Yeah, I mean, honestly, I think everyone's kind of said everything that I could have said about him. I mean, I don't I don't have him too low off my rankings. I mean, I think I'm at 14 right now. Um, the only thing that I didn't really like is that I, when I'm watching his film, I mean, he just seemed to kind of get not bodied, but he seemed to have struggles against more physical cornerbacks uh, and seemed to not be able to, you know, do the things that we kind of liked in a guy like Wallace. Um, that's kind of the only reason I have him not on this top 10 ranking. But, yeah, he ends up in the right situation. Yeah, I like him, but... If he ends up in the Ravens or somewhere where we don't like him, his value could drop really quickly. So. Well, Wallace, if you ever check out this show or someone screen uh, screen records this and sends it to you, man, um, jiu-jitsu or like kung fu will help you really well at the line with hand fighting. I know that sounds crazy, but trust me, it, it helps. That makes sense. Okay. All right. On to the next one, guys. Ama, Amanda <laughs> St. Brown out of the USC Trojans. Steve has him nine. Matt has him ten. Robbie has him ten. John has him not ranked. Steve, let's go nine. Start it off. Why do you love the USC boy? So, all right, not you don't love, but like, why do you have him ranked nine? Yeah, oh, I mean, you love him. You love him. I Just do love him. I do like him a lot. I moved him down like one spot, but I do really much like this guy. I moved him down because Terrence Marshall had to move up a little bit, but uh, he's explosive. Uh, you know, he's quick. He's got some strong hands. He can pick up yards after the catch. Is kind of really why I like him the most. Um, he's quick out of his breaks, good pass catcher. Um, you know, at times he can be kind of lazy in his route running and, you know, he's dropped more balls this coming season than he did any prior year. But, um, you know, this is a guy who can, I think could make it really big in the NFL. If he gets in the right situation is a pretty solid wide receiver too. Uh, he just, you know, it has to be the right situation. I think for a guy like St. Brown to really stick it. It's the way that he catches everything that you said is correct. It's the way that he catches he is very good um, boxing out style. Um, think of a- Antonio Gates, but without the size and playing wide receiver. Um, but but you know a little bit more like kind of have a little bit more height. Like when you look at it on film, it's like you know, like this dude's tall. Um, and he just relies on that, and then you know he'll just rely on his hip movement, turn those hips, catch the ball at his highest points, and boom, go up and grab it, and then that's how he pulls it down. Um, that that that's why I went ahead with with the mon. Um, Amon needs to do better at catching with his eyes and not his hands so much. Um, he catch he, he relies on his athletic ability and that that's going to, that that's going to be the make or break at the NFL level. 
Well, I think it's no secret. His family may be the most fascinating in the entire draft. His mother was a freak of nature. His dad yeah. was a Mr. Olympic. Mm-hmm. He speaks like three different languages. But here's the problem. Your brother screwed me. Seriously. Equinarius <laughs> St. Brown, I was so high on Aquarius St. Brown. Coming in when he got drafted by the Packers, like, dude, Notre Dame, this guy's got it. I'm honored. I'm sorry. You get deducted because of what I've seen there. It's, it's, I'm sorry. It's how it kind of rolls, man. And uh, yeah, no, like I love that line. Cheetahs don't stretch. I think that's what line his dad used. Uh, Calvin and Hobby, who chubbed in here earlier, was doing his draft profile. He's literally, the family's like incredibly fascinating. If you haven't looked up his family, check it out. But I agree, like the, the eyes, hands aren't quite there at times. He's going to need to work on that concentration a little bit more. The athletic traits are all there to be a big time player, but they were with his brother as well. So you know what's crazy about 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 uh, about, about Amon Ra is that he doesn't have he he doesn't have for for someone that, that turns around with the way that he does, like he, the way he anticipates a catch. He never places his hands and it's always ready for it to be up here. He's never ready to secure with his body. And I wonder if it's because he's, he's got he's tiny started, hands, tiny hands. Yeah. He, yeah. He has small hands, but I wonder if it's so maybe because he's also trying to protect, protect the body. Like, and like, do you think that maybe he's afraid to get hit? It's a lot easier to fall this way as a wide receiver. It's a lot harder to, to catch this ball in here secure it and because you know that when you catch it here you're automatically anticipating getting hit you're turning you're getting low and it's i'm getting ready to drive or either i'm just driving upfield in the open space and eventually i may get caught if not i can eventually finally come up when i know that i can just run free hmm. you know so i i noticed that a lot with with with, with, with him on he's really great at boxing out it's the other shit that's like ah <laughs> John, you want to close this out? Sure. Uh, to be fair, I have him at 12. So I don't have him that far outside yeah. of the rankings. Uh, I have him at 12. I think there's just a couple other guys I like a little bit more. To me, it's the long speed. That's the only thing that's keeping him behind guys like Kadarius Tony and uh, Diami Brown. So uh, other than that, he, he's a good receiver. He's complete. I think he's fine. There's no major knocks on him like we talked about other than um, you know some of his catchability. His catch radius is a little – um, is kind of crazy, but his drops are alarming. But his catch, but everything that's thrown his way is at least got a chance to be caught, which I, I will say. Um, so his hands aren't terrible. Um, it's just he has some concentration issues. But other than that, he's a good prospect. I think he's afraid. I think he's afraid to get it. Could be. It could be. I mean, it certainly could be. For sure. You definitely can. I'd be afraid to get hit. Are you shitting me? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> right, two hundred pound. Yeah, moving quick as hell. Um, Kadarius Tony, uh, Steve, just tell me your ranking on him because I don't want to not rank. Kind of sounds terrible. Yeah. yeah. Oh, real quick, I have him at twelve, so I'm not at far off him. Twelve. 11. twelve. Eleven. And Robbie has a seven. So Robbie, I, present I your key. Yeah, tell us your thing. I I, I love I love that that he could be an in, in, in explosive. Um, he could be he could be very explosive in and out of his routes. Um, I like I like his hip movement. Um, I like the way this guy gets off the line. Uh, as long as he has a competent quarterback, his reliability. As long as he has a competent quarterback, this kid can do some amazing things. Um, I know that that, that size and stature may be a worry for a lot of people. Um, but I really, really feel that 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 he, he can be something at the next level. 
get your hand shirt up, kid. The senior bowl, you did not look good. Like, like you, you look, you look decent. Your quarterback that was throwing to you wasn't, you know, the greatest, and that, 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 that's fine. Whatever the case, um, but you need to make those, those, those big kind, those big time catches when the lights are on. Um, I still like this guy at seven, uh, and I, and I still think that, that, that he could go out there uh, and, and compete at the highest level. Okay, who wants to go next? It's a free for all this round. Uh, I'll go. So Tony to me is uh, just a burner in, in every sense of the word. And it's got he catches the ball in stride and he can flat out beat people, which you like yeah. to see. Um, that's the type of stuff that I think an NFL team will fall in love with. I can't get a pulse on these types of guys, these Henry Ruggs esque, these ty- to me, I just I don't see it. But he's someone to me that if an NFL team invests a lot into him, which could happen, he could be middle of the first round, you know, back of the first round. If he's that type of a draft pick, then I'm really paying attention for fantasy. Then I'm, you know, then he might go from 11 up into uh, up into my, you know, top eight and then maybe even top five. I think he has that crazy one touch ability that we all look for. I just have trouble evaluating him and evaluating that Florida offense outside of everyone yeah everyone wants to talk about Kyle other than evaluating Kyle Pitts it's pretty tough Kyle Trask makes things really difficult to try and evaluate so um I like Kadarius a lot y'all better look out for Kyle Trask I just said he makes things difficult to evaluate I feel that I feel (laughs) that but 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 everyone wants to get hype on these these other QBs and I'm just saying but historically there's only been two first round QBs that have won Super Bowls hmm Y'all, y'all, y'all better. Uh, yeah, I mean, fantasy is a little bit different, but I'm just saying, y'all better, y'all better look out now. Y'all better, y'all better do some fucking research for y'all. Get all hype on these kids. <laughs> well, we'll we'll get off Kyle Trask because yeah, not this episode. I'm, I'm yeah, saying, we yeah. gave him his uh, due diligence. Matt, what do you got for us on uh, Kadarius? I'm not big on him. Um, I think there's about six or seven other uh, slot type receivers that do what he does and do it better than what he does. I'm not going to say he's not going to be a good player at some point or do some good things in the National Football League, but there's for me right now, uh, I would even say Mari Rogers is a better slot than him right now because I think he could do stuff out of the backfield as well. So you could probably put Amari Rogers, line him up at running back, which teams have been doing, where I don't think you could do that with Tony. So I think there's more value in a guy like Rogers than there's a guy with Tony. And then you look at these other slots, Elijah, Rondell. Um, we kind of throw even Terrace Marshall did some stuff out of the slot. There's a lot of slot receivers in this draft. If he was an outside receiver with those intangibles or this was a heavy outside receiver draft, maybe Tony gets bumped up a little bit. But right now, because of the depth at the slot position, he gets knocked down. Interesting points like that a lot. Um, I forgot. It was such a long uh, thing. But, uh, Steve, did you go yet? No, I didn't go yet. But I we don't let Steve like, talk very often. Yeah, I don't get to talk on my own. Steve, you get to take it away then. It's go ahead. Fine, it's fine. That's why we bring the guests on. They, they, they know things too. Um, yeah, real quickly, like it's just that I really don't know where to evaluate him in the right place. Like, is he going to be a guy who sees a big role in this offense? Is he going to be a guy who, like Michael Harmon, who we want to have some kind of big role but never gets to that kind of I can see that. Uh, like, he's thin, he struggles in battle, like in, in like battle, like contested catches. Again, he's he's got yards out of the catchability. He's, he's got electric to him, but 
what role will he really have in the NFL? And that that's my biggest concern. That's all. I don't have him in the top. I just have him 12. But he's got he's got some things that you want to keep your eye on. You can't be mad at that. And then we're going to go to a name that's been floated around this podcast quite often, Nico Collins. I love Nico. Steve, give since the, I'm a, Give us all to John here. Give us all yeah. to John. Steve. Yeah, John, help oh, us out. John. So okay, John. Nico, Nico Collins. Uh, listen, this is not just coming from a Michigan fan. This is just coming from, again, someone who fell in love Bias. with this <laughs> Big bodied, fast wide receivers. That's exactly what you're getting in a draft of very short wide receivers. Nico Collins is six four and runs a four, you know, sub four forty. Uh, so four, four, sub four four forty. Yeah, it's a lot of fours, but he's fast basically. And and so to me, I think NFL teams are going to value that if you're looking for this big. Alshon Jeffrey type of guy, 50, 50 yeah. ball guy, but also has speed. That's what you're going to get with Nico Collins. He can play the boundary. He can play the outside. He can high point a ball, but he's also fast. So he can keep up with some of these quick littler DBs and then also just beat him to the high point of a ball. I think Nico Collins to me is going to get overdrafted by a team and the team's going to have to sort of feed him the ball and feature him. It's just going to be way, way it goes. So where he goes in the draft process to me is super interesting. Uh, I think, he could go somewhere in the beginning of the second, middle of the second, and a team could really say to themselves, okay, we got to try, at least try and make him an alpha, see what happens. And to me, I think he's, if he lands in the right spot where they're going to do that, it could work, and it could work really well. I mean, he was playing – Michigan's offense was garbage. Michigan's offense was garbage, and he played and, and did some decent things in a sh- – terrible situation yeah it's a horrible situation shea patterson sucked and they didn't know how to call plays and so the worst quarterback and he still looked good and so (laughs) that to me factors in as well factors in sorry matt to cut you off but i want to add that no we got the same type we're not allowed to go hang out and pick up wide receivers together at the bar because we'll pick up the same guy um (laughs) (laughs) but what i'm trying to say is like Six four two twenty. My next three deep sleepers are guys that are a little bit further back in the draft that you can get are all that same build. I, I too have that same type. I'm looking for a certain type, especially when I'm looking for some red zone where they make their money. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Nico Collins. I like him. He's, I have him at 13. Honestly, he reminds me of a guy like Preston Williams, even though Preston Williams went on drafted. I, I expect him to get drafted at some point, but like there's some off season concerns, lack of productions, but like he's got, the talent to be really good it just if he ends up in the to me it's like he's got to end up in the situation that makes sense for him if he doesn't he may not you know do very well in the nfl like preston williams right now kind of injury but like it just he's got to end up in the right situation he doesn't he's not going to be great if he does he has an opportunity to do something really good Hmm. finish it up off robbie that's you rob um, I don't, I mean, everyone already made the case. I mean, it really comes down to landing spot. Um, this is somebody that I'm willing to grab, you know, if, if he falls to me, I, I was able to grab him at the very last round of my last rookie block. Um, and I'm willing to make, I'm willing to take that. No, actually, no, I'm sorry. I grabbed Ian book in my last round. I grabbed him in the third. I grabbed Nico in the third. Um, and I'm willing to do that. I'm, I'm, I'm willing to take the chance on that, um, and, and see what happens. Who knows? He could have the Claypool effect where it's like where everyone was like, he ain't going to do shit. Da, 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 da. And everyone talked a lot of shit about Claypool, but it ended up, you know, he came out and he, and he performed. And I think that Nico has that same effect. Hmm. 
Uh, our Devi junkie Brandon Cook says Nico's a stud. So uh, definitely he, got he is. That's the Nico problem. He was just in Michigan's stud. offense, so people don't know it. People don't realize. Go back and watch some of those Michigan games. That they, it is ridiculous that he still has a job as a coach after watching some of those games. The fact that he's calling like it's third and six and he's running, you know, halfback dives. It's like, what are you doing? Like, this is not football. This is just, this is 1960s. This is ridiculous. Throw the ball a little bit for God's sakes. Give the guys an actual chance to make a play. It's crazy to me. They had Donovan people Jones. He had actual athletic receivers and he didn't know how to use them. And that's the problem. That's the problem with Nico Collins. He could go somewhere in the NFL and they don't know how to use him. And he is a guy that has, he's not like I, I a that, Devonta I think, that, I think that Cleveland is figuring out how to figure out a, a, a DPJ. And I think that Nico, he'll go to a situation where, where unlike DPJ, people, uh, the, the coordinators will know how to utilize him. So, I mean, we just got to see. <laughs> we do. He is a wait and see. And I love him as a late round guy. I got you, Zim. Facts, facts. All right, well, we'll head to the last guy on the list. I'm sure you guys have um, some considerations. Oh, yeah. The top. Wow, I was gonna say. I was thinking it was Palmer or Sage Surratt. Okay. No, we got Jonathan Adams, guys. Uh, Hold on, hold on. Let me scroll down my rankings a little. (laughs) Oh God, I'm just joking. I'm joking. He's not that. Steve, go ahead. Start us off. You have ten. I'm sure the others will fill in uh, us in on their rankings when they speak. So go ahead. Yeah, no, Mr. Adams, he just joined my top 10 uh, early today, honestly, doing some backs and some film watch. I mean, this kid, I mean, he had a breakout season. Uh, I mean, he's someone who can win contested catches. He can catch the ball outside of his frame. You know, he has the ability to track the ball in the air very well. He's got a big frame to him. Not many receivers, you know, are, are his size in this draft here. He's very strong route runner. He really much reminds me of a guy like A.J. Green. Um, and that's a, it's a big, maybe bold take on it, but watching him on film against with Arizona, uh, not Arizona, but Arkansas state. Um, I just saw a little bit out of it, him. And, and I think if he gets in again, it really depends where he goes in the draft. He could be someone who ends up being a steal in this year's draft here. Um, I had to move up into my top 10 watching this film one last time today. I was like, I have to, he looks fantastic on the field there. Um, there's just there's something about him. Me at ten games. You like games, him better, like him better than Jaws Palmer and, and Sage Surratt? Yes, and I love those guys. And I love those guys too. I don't like Jordan uh, Josh Palmer that much, but I, I do like Sage Surratt a lot. But uh, okay. I like I like Jonathan Adams. Jackson I love better, him. Apparently, I know Brandon likes okay. Warren Jackson. He would. So. I'll come to Steve's defense because he was one of my guys I had on my sleepers, right? I, I gave you a list. I said, this guy, this guy's legit, man. You want a guy who can jump out of the gym? How's 39 inches for you at six foot three? Six foot three, 39 inch vertical, 11 foot broad jump. This dude is explosive. He was putting up, you know what? If you're playing in Arkansas State, well, obviously he was with Kirk Merritt, Miami Dolphins receiver. When you're at Arkansas State, you are a small school. You better dominate. And Jonathan Adams Jr. dominated everyone that he faced. He lacks a little that top end speed. He runs about a four six, a four five nine. That's the only knock I have on him there, and the small school knock. But you want someone explosive. You're talking a guy who's six foot three, two hundred and ten, two hundred fifteen pounds, jumps out of the gym, makes some six circus catches. He will posterize DBs in the end zone. AJ Green were running a four five and coming out, just so you know. Uh, 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 no speedster either. 
Uh, mm. I'll, I'll give you that. Like the, the Razorbacks, they're not they're 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 playing up against. It's hard to get recognition and play for a school like Arkansas State um, because of the competition that you're going up against. To, 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 to still come come away with a thousand plus yards this final season, I'll give the man props. It's just I. He's a guy that's gonna go and get it. He's a gamer for fucking sure. There's there, there's no denying that. I think I just like, and maybe it's the systems that they were in Palmer and and and, uh, and, and, and Cesarot having. Maybe they made things look a little bit too easy for me, and I still have a little bit of time. This is the first time um, me sitting back on a podcast, and we're all bringing, and, and I've done many wide receiver rankings. This is the first time me sitting back. I'm like, all right. Maybe I need to readjust and retool because I have them at 14. Um, and all and all of our other rankings have kind of been within one or two within each other of my list. So maybe I I, I go back and I take a look. Okay, so you talk you talk about a guy, you talk about these small school guys not facing that big time competition. I know Kansas State is not a big time school. They're a good football team, right? We can all agree Kansas State's pretty good. Yeah. Eight receptions, 98 yards, three touchdowns against Kansas State. He can do it against the small schools. He can do it against the big schools. Uh, Sag, there, he's starting to drop in my rankings. Uh, I'm starting to not be as high on him as I was prior to the process. I'm actually getting better on him. Damn. <laughs> yeah, I'm doing the opposite. But it's mostly because me and John have a type. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's And it's funny. And, and Jonathan Adams kind of is getting into that type. He's, you know, that big-bodied um, – you know, fast kind of guy, six three, two ten. That's a that's a nice, it's a nice size. So uh this to me is just I don't know enough yet. I'll be very honest. Uh, me and Brian and our projects and our rankings, we're still doing the pros where we wait until the draft, the NFL draft, to really dive into the rookies. So he's someone to me who's a little lower in my rankings because I haven't watched enough other than a couple games here and there of Jonathan Adams, where he stands out. You know, I watch Arkansas State and he stands out. So to me, that's like step one and now i go okay taking notes now let me go back and actually watch um so he to me is uh an interesting player and someone who i think could i I could fall in love with i certainly like those types and that alpha sort of body so um i like the ranking at 10 it's sexy it's really sexy to see uh, a different name up there for a change Hey, no, well, if, you, if, you, if you like that, we got a real good one coming up. <laughs> oh man, I can't wait. I can't wait. Yeah, I think uh, at this point, Jibs, I think we should let everyone kind of talk. We're quickly talk about their guys outside the top 10. They really like that people should kind of, you know, I, yeah, I my, yeah, I mentioned my two, so I'll let everyone else go. My two were Palmer and Sage Surratt. So, yeah, those are, I mean, those are good ones too. Palmer and Sage Surratt are great. Uh, so, Again, I, I haven't Mary, done a I haven't done a ton because I haven't gone too too deep. But Demetrius Felton is someone to me that I like. He shows up a lot on film, shows up a lot on tape. Um, when you're watching games, he seems explosive. Uh, mm-hmm. He can also play running back, wide receiver, that Lynn Bowden kind of all over the place type of guy. So um, he's interesting. Just interesting. I think the way the NFL is going, if he lands in the right offense he could be a fun prospect and where he lines up, where he plays uh, could be cool. We watched, we just watched what's his name in Washington, uh, Antonio Gibson, make the transition yeah. and look, and look absolutely great at it. So if he goes That's somewhere, in his, yeah, if he goes somewhere and becomes a pass catching running back, like, Holy smokes, watch out. So he's the only name to me that I think is deep enough 
but not too crazy. So, uh, yeah. All right. Well, I like to go deep. I like to throw some names out that we don't normally talk about. First off, let's put some respect on Michael Strachan out of Charleston. Six foot five. Dude's a beast. 226, 82 inch wingspan. You want a guy who can go up there? Five, a four, five, four, 40. There's a reason why he got invited to the combine. It's not by any luck. It, it's not. The dude is a freak of nature. He is our type, John. Like, we want a little bit of loving. Like, six foot Taking five, notes. 226. He can give us a lot of loving. I'll play Little Spoon. I'll tell you what. And then. <laughs> You take it one step further, and I, I kind of got uh, – I think I, I think I might got uh, Steve hooked on this guy too. Georgia Tech wide receiver. You want to follow the Darren Waller, the Kelvin Johnson, the Demarius Thomas lineage there? Jalen Camp. Are you kidding me? This dude is another freak of nature. We're mm-hmm. talking like a vertical of 39 and a half, a 10-5 broad jump, which gives him a fantastic like burst score. He's got a 4-4-8-40, and the guy comes in at six foot – one six foot two somewhere in that ballpark at 226 pounds he is basically demarius thomas a little slower than demarius thomas without that target share that demarius had at georgia tech but he's got a better burst far better burst he's a guy who's climbing fast i've got i got nico collins i got jonathan adams i got michael strachan i got jalen camp all in that same bird there's there's my type right there they're all coming Mm. up 15 16 17 18 in my rankings and they're all coming up because these smaller guys are getting dropped down the uh amari rogers the tonys because of how many there are of that position yeah now these big dogs i mean these big dogs these are like dobermans man they're coming up and i I want i'm all for it man these guys can jump they can run they can catch they can body you those are some names to watch out for and another i'm going to throw at you i'm going to throw a little guy at you Buffalo wide receiver, Antonio Nunn. Check him out. Hey, I like that one. That was a nice one. Okay. Hey, bro, Matt, anytime, man, shoot me some links to some tape. You know, uh, I, lo- I love, I love sharing ideas and sharing and sharing tape. Absolutely, man. I, you will not be disappointed when you see Jalen Cap actually in action. That's no what, that's what I George haven't watched. I enjoyed his film. I'll tell you that. Yeah, that's the one I haven't watched. So if you got if you got a you know thirty seconds on your hands, you want to shoot me shoot me something, bro. I appreciate it. Thank you. Absolutely, I got to run the kids yeah. to Churchill right now. They got to go yep. to their youth group. So nope. I got a jet. Uh, thanks for having me on. Appreciate, appreciate it. We got to do this again. I love talking rookies. Absolutely. I got the whole thing going on here. So yeah, man. Anytime, buddy. All right, Matt. All right. Hit you up, Matt, for Take sure. Care, appreciate. Man. it. Thank you so much. Thank you. Humble as always. Appreciate you. All right. Uh, I guess I'll finish up real quick before we get going, guys. Um, Dwayne Eskridge, I just want to mention him real quick. A lot of people seem to love him. I actually do like him. I don't have him as high as many people do, but I do have him in my top 20, at least top 16 at least. Uh, Just a name to keep your eyes on. A couple other guys that I like personally, I like Anthony Shorts. A lot of people have kind of him a little bit lower uh, that I've seen on different people's rankings, but I love his speed. I think he could be someone who could end up making it really big in the NFL at the right position. Um, Austin Watkins from um, University of Alabama. I think it's Alabama, Birmingham, Birmingham, if I'm not mistaken. Um, UAB, that's what's called him for sure. Uh, check his film out. I, I love his film as well, too. Uh, he's, he's a pretty cool wide receiver to take a look at. Um, he's got size to him. He's got that next level ability that I really like about him. And then one last one real quick here. I had him here somewhere. Oh, uh, Kay Johnson from South Dakota State. Uh, someone who's kind of, he kind of reminds me of Keenan Allen just a little bit. 
Um, there's some things about him I really like his route running, his catchability there. Uh, just someone to keep your eye on what as well. So uh, those are my three guys that are kind of outside the uh, the top ten. I I enjoy that you guys already didn't mention. So hell yeah. yeah. All right. And Jibs finished up. Uh, I'll finish it up. All right. Well, guys, that's our rookie wide receivers. We went top 10 and beyond. We gave you some deep sleepers, some sleepers, um, some guys that Robbie likes exceptionally, some guys Steven kind of buried. And then basically yeah, Matt, the and, Matt and John just kind of leaving the, the level-headed pace going on for the whole pod. But um, as always, uh, actually, let me get the – the guests out here first so uh john t- tell them where they could follow you at once more uh you can follow me fts underscore j bats um you can follow the podcast and find the podcast anywhere i say all the time if my grandfather can find it you can find it it's easy yeah. just type in ftls or type in for the love of sundays um like i said me and brian try and put it out weekly uh just a couple dudes talking football talking fantasy football um you know, we do our rankings for fantasy pros. I'll do articles every once in a while. Uh, if you see me put an article out, read it because I put a lot of time and effort into it. I don't write very often. <laughs> um, but uh, you can find me on Rad. You can find me on Run Boys After Dark every once in a while. Um, and me and Brian are also on. Oh, please. I need, I a, I need a night out. Um, me and Brian are working on something big with Gladys from going for two and also uh someone dorian someone who's pretty new to the fantasy football space at sports sky high i want to give him a big shout out he does a lot of my um rookie stuff that's going into this big data project that we're spitting out uh hopefully we'll have it ready come fantasy football draft season so it'll just be a big database every player on every team where we rank them grades ratings as well as probably a two paragraph write-up on every player in the nfl so um hopefully we will have that ready and out and uh, me and Brian will break all that stuff down at some point. Um, but that's look for that hopefully by the end of the summer. And that's kind of all we've been doing. It's been great. Oh yeah. Um, really quick. I just want to remind you guys uh, about, about John's pod really quick. Like you can, for all the hip hop fans out there, you can easily find it. But I just remembering in your head, seeing the little, what a love of Sundays. And you're just going to already know. You're just going to know. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But no, I'll offer if you guys can uh, tap in with me uh, on YouTube, Rump Boys Fantasy Network, Rump Boys Robbie on Twitter, Rump Boys spelled with a Z, N E T everywhere else. Um, Google us, Rump Boys spelled with a Z. Literally, you just type in the Rump Boys name at this point. I remember back in the day, you had to get to like Rump Boys Fantasy. Now you can just yes. type in Rump Boys and we're right there. Um, I just put in yeah. rum. I'll be honest with you, Robbie. Now I'll just put in rum and YouTube will already like spit hey. me out rum boys. I'm like, all yeah. right, let's go. Yeah, that's gonna be a, a lot of yeah. R at one point. Yeah. 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 That's yeah. it. You're going to hit R and it's going to be like, boom, rum boys. You're going to go, yes. No, nah, nah, but, uh, but no, nah, I appreciate all the love and, um, and everyone that pulled up um, here, 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 here on this podcast, um, here with the fancy coaches. Um, my audience said that they decided, you know, they want to pop in and transfer over and show love. Um, because that's what this community is all about. Everybody showing love to everybody. Um, and download the Sports Me app. That's another way for, you know, all of you guys that whether you you have a podcast or you're a writer or you don't have a podcast, like you're a casual fan, that's a really easy way that you all can, like, plug in and connect with each other and, you know, get new users, get new people fucking with your shit. So, you know, Sports Me, you know, hop on that thing. Mm, I love it. I'm well, getting better at Sports Me. 
I've been getting hey. a little better. I've been getting a little better every day, Robbie. I promise. This old man is learning new tricks. I'm getting a little better every day. I encourage that. I encourage that already. Oh, yeah. Always need new ways to do some same shit, basically. But yeah. you can follow me at Hot Take Honcho on Twitter. Steve, let them know where they can find the podcast and yourself, sir. Yeah, I'll finish things up, guys. I appreciate you guys both jumping on. Also, Matt as well. I uh, just want to shout out to our boy Brandon Cook. Uh, he's supposed to be on tonight, so uh, we got he got replaced by two great guests, you guys. Um, so I just want to shout him out real quick. So I know he was uh, kind of disappointed he couldn't be on tonight. So, uh, but again, as always, guys, please follow us over on um, you know on Twitter at uh, Coach's Fantasy. Uh, you can follow me at Coach Stephen P. And again, we'll be back next week uh, with Robbie talking some tight ends and some other things we'll mention later. So uh, tune in then, guys. Tight ends? Uh, There's more than one? Tight ends? There's multiple? There's multiple. (laughs) There's multiple. There's multiple times we'll get Robbie on this month. So uh, it's exciting, guys. Um, Again, thank you guys for joining in. Thank you all for coming in and listening as you guys have. And once you guys listening on all our, you know, majors, you know, streaming networks, whatever. Uh, Again, thank you guys for listening and take care and enjoy the rest of your guys' afternoon. Amen. Peace, love, and positivity. The back is not far-fetched We got a couple of clock hands I've been feeling super duper How the heck they know the future Come with me, don't be a loser Grass is green like pooper scoopers Clueless analysts don't do the half of this In fact, I'm backing this by asking If y'all remember that tough act Interacting, shh, like boom Running like zoom, the highest and mightiest Entered the room, high off the knowledge I'm feeling the fumes, all players cover this Nuts as legumes, opponents are doomed And these are the facts, I keep it 100 like I'm running track Listen up Jack, I'ma head back, back to the blowing up, blowing up, blowing it, go!